government, the military, the business sector, even family vacations. People want to, or have to, do more with less. Technology enhancements and efficiencies can help, but can we actually do it? Can we actually do more with less? On today's episode, we look through several articles to try to find the answer. Welcome back to the KL Podcast. We're excited to be here with you guys today. We have a very exciting topic, one that I think we are all living with in some form or fashion. Uh, But today we're going to talk about, can you really do more with less? Because I don't think you can do more with less. And I'm going to go ahead and put my stamp on it right now, and I'm going to let you guys push me off of this. (laughs) Because I'm sure what's going to happen here is that Tim's going to say, well, you can. Well, you can, but you can't, but you can, but you can't. Depends what you mean by more with less. Josh is going to say, I agree with you guys. (laughs) No, Tim, Tim's going to say, let me, hold on. Let me ask you a question. (laughs) Let me answer that question with a question. When you say more. (laughs) Depends how you define more. Yeah. This is a phrase that is floating around almost every single work environment, probably every single home environment. It's probably crept in to every education environment. How do we do more with less? Can you do more with less? And what more are you doing with what less stuff? What does less mean exactly? There are so many ways to look at it. We've got a couple different articles that are giving you the yes opinion, the no opinion, and the maybe, maybe not opinion. And then there's an article here from a librarian, which is my personal favorite. Yeah. <laughs> this the whole notion that librarians have this like, this is librarian only stuff. I'm exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we, we haven't had much, uh, much luck with the technology sector so we're changing our target audience to librarians across the united states <laughs> i got so caught up in the in some of the card catalogs unite how to troll librarians and make money in five easy steps I mean, uh, like, uh, okay this is the new topic now so what do you guys think i mean when you first hear hey we're just gonna have to do more with less is that a throwaway phrase is it meaningful is it possible well here's my issue my, I think this is a leader, a leadership issue that needs to be addressed at the leadership level. And when they just say, we need to do more with less, I think it's BS. Now, can you do more with less? Yeah, I do think it's possible. So if you have enhanced tools, you can have a new strategy. You, you know, there are ways to do more with less, but there has to be something that you're changing <laughs> that right. there has to be something that's yeah. changed to do like, more with less. Yeah, absolutely. There's gotta be some sort of efficiency that was gained that gave people time back to reallocate their time. You can't, you can't continue to do the same things with the same amount of time with less resources and, right. and continue to do more. It's not sustainable. I, I, I mean, just feel the like- problem is the, the problem is often we hear leaders say, we're just going to do more with less. And then they start to tell on themselves, well, you know, I think if we're highly motivated, we can do more with less. Well, does <laughs> that mean you didn't have motivated before? I mean, that's on yeah. you, leader. So now we need more motivation than we had before. So now we've that's, got to do more with more. I mean, you can right. split hairs on this. Right. So, I just feel like a lot of times it's about, it's not even about doing more with less. It's just about maintaining status quo with less resources. 
that's a lot of times what it seems like. We want right. you to keep doing what you're doing. Let's talk about like personnel. It's, this is a really easy example. You've got 10 people on your team. Uh, one of those people leaves to go work somewhere else. You now you got nine and you cannot backfill them because they're, they're like, yeah, we don't have the budget to hire a new head, but your goals are the same. So I'm not asking you to do more leader. I'm asking you to do the same with less. But now as a leader, I'm going to ask my people, my nine people, they have to now do more with less because the goals are still the same. So, I mean, you know, just it's flowing downhill somewhere. Someone at the top is like, we're just doing the same we've always been doing. We're just, you know, saving money now. (laughs) Well, I think that's the dangerous piece of it too, right? As it goes up the ladder, they see the same productivity or more with less and they see the optics behind that. And then that becomes the new baseline. And, and you're stressing your folks, right? The ones that are doing the work are, are feeling the downstream effect of that. And so that, that's the dangerous point. And I also think that phrase is used as, a, used as a mask a lot of times to say, hey, I don't think you guys are as efficient as you can be. So we, right, we're, gonna, we're gonna ask you to do the same or more with less and let's see how that shakes out. Right. Is there an the example real- you can think of where it actually does work, more with less works and it's logical and it's like bulletproof? Once again, if there's a model or a new technology or a new tool or a new strategy that's implemented, I mean, as a leader, you want to do more with less, but you've got to change something on your end. You can't just announce that that's what's going to happen and then not do anything on your end. I mean, yeah. you know, when I was a child, Henry, the, uh, the assembly line was introduced at Ford. <laughs> not really when i was a child but i just took that, i just took that bullet out of your yeah head. i knew that's what you're gonna say that's but all right. you know when ford introduced the assembly line rather than having one person put together an entire car and then you know instead they changed the model and you know one person was just putting on bumpers 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 they can move faster so if you change the model yes you could do more with less but if you just say, oh, we lost some people, we're going to do more with less. No, you cannot. Because all a company is doing, when we stick with the topic of personnel, all a company is doing is deferring cost. But the cost is actually on the people who are carrying a heavier load. The amount of man hours, assuming that we're maximizing potential and everyone's highly motivated and you know, all this other stuff, the amount of man hours is going to, or female hours is going to stay the same. Person hours. Yeah. Person, person hours. hours. Yeah. Yeah, yeah ex- exactly. And, and listen, I referenced this librarian article, but it actually had this great metaphor. I thought this was just a fantastic metaphor that really paints the picture of what you were talking about here. They talked about, imagine you've got a pizza uh, and it's cut into eight equal slices to feed eight people. Um, but uh, you got to tighten your belt and four of those slices are taken away. So now you've only got four slices for eight people. So what do you do? Do you cut those four slices in half and now you've got eight smaller slices that feed eight people? Or do four people not eat? Uh, so you now, you know, if, if, you cut, if you cut them in half and you feed all eight people with half, you're doing less with less. Yeah, we'll include the librarian pizza article <laughs> for you to consume you know, at, your, at your own leisure. But your part about technology uh, enabling you to do more with less is true. And I think, you know, your 
that that piece of electronics in your in your pocket is probably a great example of how yeah. people can do more with less. Do we think right. do we think in the technology industry, you know, because that's what the three of us are comfortable with, do we feel like more with less is more of a prevalent mindset just because technology itself you know is moving in the more with less you know like you're talking about your phone henry so you know you look at a phone from 30 years ago and it looks like a cinder block and it can't do anything but make a call and now we have this in your pocket and we can be on the internet we can do anything so we can do more with less you know less components or smaller components do we feel like technology leaders just get confused by that and think humans work the same way <laughs> that Josh? may be it that may be it tim but i do think and again it could just be that's the exposure that we have but i do think it is more prevalent in the technology industry because you know the term that i hear thrown around so much is automation right automate 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 and, sure. and i think a lot of times they get ahead of the curve and they, they, the resource decrease or the resource diminishes before the automation is fully caught up to it. And so, you know, again, the downstream effect is the folks that are actually, you know, I don't want to say actually doing the work, but the butts and seats talking to customers or doing the actual labor of those decisions feel the impact of it. And, and it's not sustainable. It isn't. And, you know, and to go back to that pizza reference, I know we moved away from it, but my favorite. Take us back. You know, the, my favorite Please. part of that, it's, you know, about how do you slice up the remaining slices? How do you divvy them up? It says in that situation, it really begs the question as to those remaining slices, how, how they look like to the people. Do they actually feel like they're getting a proper meal, right? I mean, are they actually getting what they need to do the work that, that they're being asked to do? And I mean, we all know the answer to that's no, it's, yeah. it's not, and it's not sustainable. Yeah. And the ironic piece is back to technology. I'm going to go back to technology and you keep I'll bring us back to, to libraries. Yeah. Josh, we'll, we'll toggle back and forth between pizza and technology for a while. And libraries. But back to technology, you know, although we talked about smaller components, fewer components, you know, being able to do more, you know, in the, sale, in the technology sales world, a technology salesperson would go insane if a customer just kept saying, no, no, I want as little as possible, but I want it to do as much as possible they you know the technology salesperson would say uh that's not the way this works no 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 i want to do more with less so i want to spend as little as possible with you but i want it to do everything it's that's just not the way the world works but for some reason you know leadership and not just the technology industry but other industries as well leadership has chosen to look through this lens and think that they can work magic and It doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, and what I really, like you said earlier, Tim, it, it becomes a cost-saving exercise, but it's really cost-deferment. Right. Um, because at some point you're going to pay for it. Like we mentioned, it's not sustainable. You're not going to keep your good people with that type of strategy. And ultimately you're going to upset your customers because we're not able to, to keep the same level of, of commitment that, that we have in the past. And so, you know, when all that happens, they're going to, they're going to buy somewhere else eventually, or, you know, whatever the decision process is that happens as a result of decreased experience, customer experience. So you, you pay for that as a company at some point. And so it's, well, it's, yeah, it's a catch yeah. point too. And Josh, you're, you're kind of referencing sort of the core point of this article that Tim sent over uh, from his favorite 
online publication called Publicious. <laughs> it's called The Myth of Doing More with Less. But they talk about Did uh, I send that. Yeah, you sent this. This is one of the many articles you sent on Publicious. Yeah, we were definitely gonna do more with more on this podcast when it came yeah. to the articles we were gonna read. Uh, but yeah, they talk about, you know, you burn people out. Yeah. And eventually you're going to do less with less. There's just no way around that. People don't feel uh, like rejuvenated or they don't feel fulfilled whenever they're just being worked down to the very nub. They're, you know, they're not like machines. They don't, they but, don't operate that way. So if there's a leader listening right now and they're all about dollars and cents, let's talk about the cost there. Because there is a cost. Yeah, I mean, you there mean the is cost a dollar... of the, the cost of the of hiring the person, or the cost of of rehiring the person. The cost of doing more with less. So you think you're saving money, but are you really? Because yeah, you know, we talk about stress and anxiety breaking people down. That makes them less productive. I think you're certainly getting lower quality of work because everybody's rushing and stretched thin and, you know, in a bad place from a, from a health standpoint. Innovation so, is down. Innovation is down. So you lose something there. Your health costs are probably up, you know, a, a new word that I learned in the last couple of weeks unrelated to this podcast is presenteeism. And that means that you work no matter what. Can you give us a PQ on that? A PQ? Yeah, your presenteeism quotient. <laughs> My presenteeism quotient is pretty low because if I'm not feeling well, I call in sick. But Very nice. Someone, Thank who exhib you. someone who exhibits presenteeism, they won't stop working because they don't feel like they can. You know, it's, it's the person who calls up and apologizes because they're sick. Yeah. Is that an intrinsic or an extrinsic behavior? I mean, is that something that the company is placing on the person or is that something the person just, is that just who that person is? I think it can work both ways, but I think yeah. it's more prevalent when everyone is stretched thinner than normal. Yeah. So there's health costs associated for sure. Attrition goes up when the more with less strategy backfires and then you have the cost of training new employees everybody knows that's expensive so mm -hmm. it's not just oh we're passing along the cost and it's uncomfortable for the employees that stay i mean there is actual bottom line cost right it's just not as clean as we're not going to hire somebody so we save this much money yeah i mean you have to you have to be smart and look at it so do we think less with less is the answer here so in other words, as we have fewer resources, we narrow our focus. Is that the smart way to approach this from, you know, because there are some instances where, you know, I'm sure someone's saying it is what it is. We've got fewer people. So what do we do? Yeah. And I would almost say that that's when you re-examine your priorities and narrow your focus right. so that you can be excellent in those areas rather than trying to maintain every fringe activity that you have. Right. Because the fear, the fear is the less with more. That's the, what everybody's afraid of. Oh, we got, 
if we're talking about people, we got too many people and we're not making any money. And so right. now we're in a bad spot. Um, but if you're, if you, if you manage that correctly, then you can invest in innovation, culture building, training, being prepared for, you know, when things turn around. Is yeah. it, but is this all about just, are we just talking about people? Is that really what this is about? Or is it, does it go beyond that? Well, I'm sure there's some different ways that you could look at it, but my mind immediately goes to people because that's where I hear it used the most. Yeah. Is, you know, workforce has decreased, you know, whether it's due to the pandemic, whatever, workforce has decreased and we're going to have to figure out how to do more with less. And I think as a leader, it's your obligation to not ever say that exactly like that. I think the way that you say it is our workforce has decreased. We're going to do more with less. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to restructure. We're going to try a new model. We're going to reprioritize. Like you have, as a leader, you got to bring more to the table than just some little rah-rah speech that says, we're going to do more with less. Yeah, rev, rev up your engine. Yeah, that's rah, it. Rah. You know, and, and I think the other side of that coin, Tim, is that communication as the leader needs to run both ways. Like you said, communicate to your people, hey, here's the situation we're in. We're going to reprioritize. Expectations are going to change. Right? We're going to lift the heavy, the big boulders and not worry so much about the small rocks. And, and here's our new goal setting. And don't feel bad about X, Y, and Z happening, right? But at the same time, just pivot your chair and go up the chain to say, hey, here's what we can do in this environment. And here's how we're going to reprioritize. And, and here's how we're going to operate. That way, there's kind of communication both ways. And they don't, maybe your people don't continue to feel the pressure from maybe a, a step or two above you in, in rank, right? That yeah. This, this is just the nature of the environment we're in. Yeah. Communication is so critical. So to continue where you're going, Josh, do we feel like a disconnect can just be so deadly in this situation? Because I do, as you're moving through layers, you know, so let's talk about it. This is especially relevant to a large organization. So you've got a frontline leader and then he, that person's really feeling the pain but maybe three levels above that frontline leader is where the decision is being made. Right. And they are not feeling the pain. All they can see is things seem, seem to be going okay. And at that point, it's really hard, but I, I, I honestly think that maybe the best thing that happens at that point is that something breaks. Breaks, yeah. And then there's pain for the decision maker and they say, Oh, okay. All right. Well, that didn't work. You know, it's almost like putting the, you know, these little YouTube videos where it's like, how many rubber bands can you put around a watermelon, <laughs> you know, before it explodes or, you know, it's older analogy would be straws in the camel's back is, you know, you, you put one on. Okay. All right. We can weather that. And then you're a hundred straws or a hundred rubber bands down the road and things just go horribly wrong all at once then you can't even clean the mess up 
Am I crazy for never having thought about the fact that the straw that broke the camel's back is literally a piece pieces of straw that were stacked up until they were so heavy? I, it's never once occurred to me that that's literally what that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, I'll well, go back to listening. You guys are doing a great job. I'll be here. Yeah. The infuriating <laughs> part is when, you know, in that, you know, in that story, when the straw finally breaks the camel's back. Well, if you translate that into modern day business, there's some executive that goes you're Why kidding you me break? this little thing caused That's all, all this problem yeah. right. no yeah. it's not one little thing <laughs> it's the 17 tons of trash yeah. that you dumped on top and then one little thing yeah, yeah. well to add insult to injury is you know the group or the that broke right the camel that broke is now responsible for putting together a presentation to explain why it broke <laughs> up to the person that made those decisions. That's exactly right. Because we didn't need well, any more work, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where you just absolutely lose your mind. Exactly. Because, you know, let's let's assume that we're the camel and, and, you get, and you're getting loaded up. And as you're getting loaded up, you're like, yeah, feeling a little heavy. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't think I can take a whole lot more. Feeling my feeling my back getting real weak. Please, no more, no more. And then you're begging, and then finally you break, and it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna need we're gonna need you to unpack this whole thing. Yeah. We need to know exactly <laughs> what happened here. We're like, we've been giving you a play by play. Yeah. Come on. So I feel like what we're really talking about here, we're talking about people, but what we're really talking about when it comes to doing more with less is time, right? I mean, that's what it comes down to. The more people you have, the more time you have, fewer people, the, fewer, the less amount of time you've got. And I think that this Fast Company article that you sent, which is six ways to do more with less uh, without breaking a sweat, sort of addresses that time management piece. Because, yeah. you know, how do you, how, do you tell your, how do you tell your team that we're gonna have to do more with less without sounding like a rah-rah speech, like you said before? It's, it's probably first step before you even get there. First step is how do we eliminate the inefficiencies that are causing us to do less with what we've got today. And then you can figure out how we can do more with less. But in this article, they have a couple of points like be choosier about the work you do. In other words, say no. That's a one way you can do more with less. Build a partner network so you can delegate. Uh, don't start everything from scratch. Use what already exists. Uh, you know, it's like me telling my wife to eat leftovers. Uh, focus on one thing at a time so you don't get too distracted. Uh, get lucky and avoid negative people. I love, I love that one. Yeah. Our more with less strategy is to get lucky. Get lucky. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I mean, that, that's what they, they say court serendipity, which means that you've got to put yourself into situations where luck can present itself. If you're, if you're just siloed off yeah. and you're never encountering, you're not getting out there, then you're never allowing luck to become a, a part of it. And we know that luck is a big part of everything that, that happens. Yeah. But once again, I mean, those are great tips and, and, to be clear, there's huge demand for this topic because if you Google more with less business, you know, you get like, what did I say? 300 million hits, something like that. I mean, you sent, every, you sent most of them. Yeah. Yeah, I did. And sent like <laughs> 299 million of them to you. But I mean, everybody wants to know how to do this. It's not magic though. Yeah. I mean, there, there comes a certain point. I mean, anybody can write that article. Let's be more efficient. Ah, that's the way you can do more with less. You know, let's uh, manage our time better. Oh, that's a, that's a good way to do it. Uh, hey, how about if we innovate? That's really good. Yeah, I mean, all these things can happen, but there does reach a point where you are operating at a very high level 
you've maximized innovation. You are absolutely maximizing the productivity of your people. And then, you know, it's a bit addictive for executives sometimes to say more with less. And then, you know, it happens. And then three months later, more with less. Right. At, at some point. <laughs> and then they come back to you and go, where, where are the results? Right. Where are the results? Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, what's crazy though is the, the whole purpose behind business is growth, right? So it's, it's not... They had, I think it needs to be understood too that the workload is perpetually increasing by design. Right. You are growing, right? And if your resources are declining and the technology isn't keeping up with that for efficiency, there's, there, there will be a breaking point. There will. Yeah. And I'm, every smart business person knows that you know controlling OPEX and controlling costs is important, but that's not really what we're talking about. We're talking about the obsession with I am going to cut costs so much and somehow think that it's not going to affect my growth. You know, we could use a simple analogy of a fire. You are going to have to add fuel to the fire at some point to keep it burning. You know, you, if your strategy is, I'm just going to keep the embers at a slow burn and, you know, we'll just add a few little sticks every once in a while yeah i mean it's going to be a slower burn or you can have a raging bonfire and just throw fuel on it you know but you're not going to be able to continue growth by being just hyper obsessed with costs because your people are going to break especially when it comes to personnel they're just going to most of the time the same people that are clamoring about more with less that's coming out of one side of their mouth and then out of the other side of their mouth is how important morale is. Those go against each other. Yeah. How important culture is. Those go against each other. How important productivity is. Those go against each other. How important work-life balance is. Those go against each other. So, you know, you have to look at the picture broadly and understand cause and effect and not put your people in a position where they're going to be broken when it comes to your people doing more with less has consequences are you willing to sacrifice morale or culture or even the reputation of your brand like josh said before you ask an employee to do more with less walk a mile in their shoes for more kl podcasts Visit kindleadershipproject.com, follow us on LinkedIn, or find us on your favorite streaming service. This podcast is an expression of the views of Kind Leadership and its team. We're always open for discussion, so find us on social media and give us your thoughts.